Warning, the following podcast contains foul language, sexual themes, and all sorts of other fun stuff. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, ladies, gents, non-binaries, and accidents. Welcome to another episode of It's 2020, and we're reading some book in the Twilight series. I'm Em. I'm Sarah. And I hope that a few of you are furries, because today... You're going to have a really good listen if you are. Oh, God. No. This is not a furry podcast. Not that I have anything against furries. It is this episode. (laughs) This episode goes out to all the furries. Would you like to know how angry I am going into this episode? Uh, You do have an angry scale, so go ahead. (laughs) I'm going to place myself at, like, a four. It, like, I have a lot of things that bothered me during this section, but today I am less angry. Do you know why? Because we're actually doing a recording in person for the first time? (laughs) Yes! So, we have some inspections going on in my apartment building right now, and they had the audacity to give us the notice about it, like two days before it could have been starting and they were like oh make arrangements for your pets because the people will need to go in every room of your apartment and my dog is luckily crate trained so that's not an issue but my cat well she is Is not currently jumping at the walls (laughs) there was a fly she's trying to catch she's a bug hunter she's very terrible at it but she's learning and um, she has escaped before when someone was doing maintenance on the apartment, and I would really like for her to not escape. So, M has been hanging out here while I was at work, but now that I'm not at work, she's here. And we can record together. It's really, honestly, I don't know how we're going to go back to doing it the other way because this is so much easier. It really is. There's so much less technical effort that we have to put in, like, all (laughs) around for everyone. We literally just have to turn on the microphone and, like, hit record. Um, But that is beside the point because today we are talking about chapters 11 through 15 of Stephanie Meyer's New Moon. Um... And things are getting... Furry. Furry. (laughs) Furry. Oh, I had... I I got really bored and had to distract myself multiple times while reading these chapters. Don't. Because of (laughs) how obnoxious I found them to be. Like, I was just like... You you had a different opinion. You said that you were enjoying yourself. I didn't enjoy myself. I just <laughs> didn't hate them as much because up until now, like almost every chapter in the book has been Bella thinking really dumb shit that made me <laughs> want to throw the book across the room. But these five chapters had a lot less of that. I mean, she's still dumb. <laughs> But it's less dumb shit on her part, like trying to force Edward hallucinations. So it was like, you know what? I'm I okay mean, with there this. is a pretty serious. Oh no! It got it took a down, downhill turn real fast. <laughs> at but, the last chapter, but it was literally. at the tail end of the. So it was, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it so was. I got through most of it. <laughs> we got we got through it. A okay, and um, 
And here we are, ready to discuss. Um, would you like to, to start it out with chapter chapter 11? Jacob still won't talk to Bella, and she's sinking deep, deep into her hole in her chest. Oh, yeah. This massive hole in her chest that she continuously describes. Yeah, and just holds it. She literally, literally like, physically. holds it to the point that Jacob, at one point in these chapters, is like, Bella, why do you keep doing that do every time that? that we talk about the colon? It's so fucking weird because, like, I have anxiety. And so sometimes I'll, like, put my hand on my chest because I'm like, oh, my God. Like, my heart is pounding or whatever. Or, like, on my stomach or something because if my stomach is really hurting. But, like, she, like, just cradles her chest because it, like, hurts. And it's such an odd little thing that she does. I've felt my, because I've had panic attacks before, so I've, like, checked my pulse and I'll, like, hold on, like, to see what's going on with me physically. But they don't generally cause me physical pain. (laughs) Discomfort, maybe. Like, I'll get nauseous and stuff, but not, like, owie my chest. (laughs) Alley, and then she like she it's it's almost artful the way she describes the hole because she's like the edges of it are like jagged or like she'll talk about them burning or something like that and it's so no bitch you just got a heartburn <laughs> take a tums motherfucker take a tums motherfucker oh my god I, I would love to make that the title of the episode but unfortunately I cannot anyways <laughs> she's all worried about Victoria coming to kill her and kill her daddy and she's like I'm I'm gonna run away I'm gonna run away well where can I run I'll just go to Renee and then she can kill Charlie and then come after me and kill Renee too anyways eventually she puts some pieces together cause she's a fucking genius and is like oh I bet it's Sam Uli Uli Uli. <laughs> and she's like, no, Jacob hates Ule. <laughs> so awful. So she's like, I gotta get down there. So she calls Billy and she's like, yo, Billy, where's Jacob at? And Billy's like, he's out with his friends, his actual friends. <laughs> his actual friends. And she's like, okay, well, tell him to call me. Psych. She gets in her truck, drives down to the res. Finds Quill on the side of the road, <laughs> picks that motherfucker up, and is like, hey, what's going on with Jacob? <laughs> and Quill's like, yeah, Jacob joined Uli at the Freedom Fighters. Oh my god. Who let you do summaries? <clears throat> now, at one point in this section, there's a train of thought. In which (laughs) Bella is thinking over all of the things that are going on in her life. And right next to each other, she thinks of the Jacob problem and then giant mutant wolves. And this does not create a link in her brain. 
I I had the same like the, the whole time like I was saying that the reveal about the werewolves is like actually pretty decently done in this book versus the reveal about the vampires. But no, it's not. Not but the actual point, reveal. At this point, it's too much. Like it's once again she has every single piece of evidence she needs to infer that Jacob is a werewolf, and she's just ignoring them, which is absolutely hilarious well, and mind-numbing it's not that she's ignoring them but we'll get to that <clears throat> yeah that's a little later yeah there's actually a scene later that applies specifically to this and yep. i was like god you dumb bitch oh my god i hate you so she when she gets there jacob's there and when she gets down to the res like mm-hmm. he like come like she's hiding in her truck and he comes up and starts knocking <laughs> on the window and scares the shit out of her and it's just him and the rest of the gang all just fucking shirtless. <laughs> this whole thing is so stupid. They spend just, the whole rest of the book with no shirts. They're just shirtless and they're all like shaking and angry glaring at her. And I'm like, like it's an entire reservation full of Edwards from chapter one of Twilight. <laughs> it's like we we you kind of realize along the way that the reason they don't wear shirts is because when they change they their clothes are are fucked they hulk out so they basically have to like rip off their pants and stuff and then they they transform and then they run off so they don't wear the shirts because it's just one less piece of clothing that they have to wear but really it just feels like stephanie meyer is like painting a like native american calendar in our head (laughs) Okay, I'm just like, oh, and January is Paul. Here's the thing. They had two <laughs> options they could go for. One, just wear hoodies, guys. Like, zip up hoodies. You zip them down, and they slide right off. I think You're he good. does in the movie. <laughs> Second option, do what I did a lot in high school mm-hmm. and get the button-up shirts that have the snap buttons because it's really fun to just rip them open. Oh my god, I have a vivid memory of you backstage just walking up to me and being like, hey Sarah, and me being like, what? And you just ripping open your shirt. You had a shirt on. Yeah, I always wore t-shirts under them. (laughs) But you you were just just... like, you and your long, (laughs) your long emo hair that you straightened. Did you flat iron your hair every morning? I did. Oh my god. Just, like, hanging down. And the best part is, for any of you, like, sceny teenies out there who ever had this kind of hair, when you had the kind of hair that Emmy had when we were in high school, where it's just, like, straightened and it's hanging down, you always tend to do this thing where you lean your head a little bit to the side to get your fucking hair out of your face. I would not be surprised if seen teens from like the early 2000s like all have neck problems now i have neck problems (laughs) but that's actually just from stress because i have tension issues so you know well you know that's so much more depressing than just being like well i always had to lean because of my fucking emo hair uh why did i have to be seen like and your hair was dyed black as blue well black. blue black and then i remember one time i was like that's not your natural hair color is it we were getting to know each other painting chairs during little shop of horrors and i was like that's not your natural hair color is it and you said no my natural hair color is more of like a mahogany type of color <laughs> 
is that you tell stories about the shit that I said back then. And I'm like, I don't honestly know if I was being a smart ass <laughs> or if I was just being an ass. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's like, I can always tell that you're looking at me like, I don't remember this at all. But you believe me when I say it because of the shit you used to say. I this was 10 years ago, by the way. Crazy shit. Like, there are some things you can say that I said that I'll be like, no. No. But it's like... If but it's like the mahogany thing. That's something I would say. I would say that now. God. Uh, but anyway. Anyways. So, Bella's like, hey, Jacob... Head tilt, head tilt, come into the woods with me, bro. <laughs> so <laughs> the rest of the boys go into the house and she leads Jacob into the woods. And uh, then they have the most unpredictive, uh, <laughs> unpredictive, <laughs> unproductive talk in human history. It's so, like, this talk is supposed to mirror the conversation that she had with Edward at the beginning of the book. But it's, like, just so unbelievable because Jacob is such an unnecessary asshole the whole time they're having the conversation. And I even, I was like, he's an asshole? But he's physically incapable of telling her the secret. And despite having that hurdle to get over is still less of a condescending douche than Ed was when he could have just told her. Yeah, absolutely. This whole, I made a note on it in I think the chapter 12, that that, uh, summary that I wrote, where I was like, Jacob is handling the revealing of this secret to Bella so much fucking better than Edward did. And it just goes to show how... Accidentally, Stephanie Meyer just wrote a better version of Edward, who is like. But the thing is, it's she always intended for Bella to wind up with Edward. It's just this was like a stepping stone towards that ending. But she did it so wrong because Jacob is just so much better. You can't make a better character and then have your main character leave that character. And. It's so 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 she made Jake so so she made Edward act like a complete douchebag in the beginning of the book when he abandons Bella. But then she makes Jacob who is so much better and if Edward hadn't left the way he did, if he had been more remorseful or if he I don't know, he shouldn't have left at all. There's no way for this to be okay that he left. But if he had at least not been such a huge asshole about it, you might still feel like, "Okay, Bella, like I know you want Edward to come back. Like I understand that Jacob is someone you care about a lot, but like you you still are in love with Edward. And you might still have some hope in your heart that Edward is going to come back." But she didn't do that. Edward was a huge asshole in the beginning. He abandoned her terribly. Leaving vampires that still would see like to see her dead around. Yes. <clears throat> and he ripped away, he stole all of her memories, like took her all of her pictures and stuff away. The only thing he didn't take was the stereo that was in her truck because I don't know, he probably just didn't have the time. And he didn't stop her from wandering into the woods and almost dying. Like, he literally, like, one of the main plot points of this book is that he feels incredible remorse because he was having Alice, like, look out for her, right? But 
how did he not realize in the beginning that she was going to wander into the woods and almost die? And not feel at all like maybe this is a bad idea. So Jacob and Bella break <laughs> up. <laughs> You're like, shut the fuck up about Edward. He's not here right now. In quotation marks. Yeah, they break up. Bella literally he asks says, him. are you breaking up with me? Are you breaking up with me? Which is. <clears throat> and he's even like, really, Bella? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so stupid considering how she has repeatedly been like, we're nothing. But now she's like treating it like it really is something, which sucks. Poor Jacob. And uh, so then Bella leaves and she goes home and she starts a best friend feud between Charlie and Billy by telling Charlie all about Wooly's official Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan club. (laughs) And so... (laughs) Are you okay? (laughs) Okay. Uh, so then she goes up to bed just listening to them arguing on the phone. And she goes to sleep. And then she wakes up with Victoria scratching at her window. Just kidding. It's Jacob. I'm just imagining Sam Yuli getting really upset because he lost his temper and he transformed in his only Buffy the Vampire Slayer t shirt. <laughs> Vampire Slayer t-shirt. <laughs> leather Buffy the Vampire jacket. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> oh my god. The next part is mine. It's yours. You take it, you take it away, person. So Jacob climbs through Bella's window and apologizes for the way he treated her, which is more than Edward ever fucking did. But since he cannot tell her what is going on with him, he tells her she already knows the answer because he told it to her a year ago when they met on the beach. But she rather obnoxiously (laughs) only remembers the bits about Edward. Jacob leaves begging her to remember. It's so sad to read because he's like, Bella, please. Like, he so clearly cares about her so much. And he's like, please, please, you have to remember because I don't want to lose you. And she's just like, I only remember when you talked about the vampires. Homie. It was literally a year ago. How did you forget part of a story that was, they're vampires and my people are wolf people? It sucks because it's like she, even like they, the way that she talks about it makes it seem like he told her like 10 stories. She's like, she literally is like, oh, he told me all these stories. He told you one one story. It was one. It was one cohesive legend. It's just, you only heard the part that pertained to your boyfriend. You're just a dumb cunt. hate her. She is. I really hate her so much. So I already said that this behavior is so much better than the way Edward handled this situation. And the, 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 the kicker, the icing on top of this shit cake is that he physically cannot tell her what he is. Yeah. He later explains that he cannot 
tell her because Sam told him not to. And there's like some mystical property about it that makes it so when the alpha of his pack tells him not to do something, he can't do it. We're going to get into that later. Oh, yeah. But oh my God. So of course, Bella doesn't remember anything about the actual tribal lore. Like she literally like completely disregarded anything about the story that Jacob told her that actually pertained to the Native Americans whose land she was on. I'm pretty sure like piggybacking off your point about how we talked about this being a better reveal in this book earlier on. Mm -hmm. I also uh, made comments about Bella actually showing that she was intelligent more yeah. often in this book. And, and she comes in with this and is just like, let me forget this relatively recent and significant event. Yeah. And the details I learned during that event <clears throat> and make no connections between the very relevant details in my life right at this moment. (laughs) The only way this reveal is good is if you are someone who is reading New Moon at release after having not read Twilight since Twilight came out. And that's a very small margin of people. New Moon came out in 2005 and Twilight came out in 2004. So it's not like... There was a lot of time between those two things for you to really forget about it. I know that we're coming at it from an angle of we literally just read Twilight. However, with the way we've been spacing it out, it has been months since we read those like first 10 chapters of and we Twilight. we still remember. And we're still like, but don't you remember when he was talking about the wolf people? This isn't a complicated enough book. For it... To, for, to forget the events that happened in it. Like, I know it's like a me thing, but when I read, if I'm reading a series, I tend to do a pretty good job at retaining information and making connections between well, yeah. different books, even if I read them spaced out. Yeah. And I'm sure not everyone has, I have a pretty decent memory, so I'm sure some people struggle with that more. But Bella's also a person that reads a lot. Yeah. So she's exactly the kind of person, like that's her only... Yeah. character trait that we really know of. It's also like, <laughs> this is her life. This is her actual life yeah. that she's living where she, like, why would you completely forget about the legend he told you, except for in that how it pertains to vampires existing, when you know that vampires exist? Like, she literally... I'll get into this in the second half of this chapter that I described in my summary, but she um... Like, even is like, isn't one monster enough? How the fuck do you find out vampires are real and then not somehow anticipate that other things also exist? Because you're fucking stupid. (laughs) Literally, I I forgot that line until you just said it. Yeah. When I read it, I was just like... Yeah, oh yeah. What? Isn't one monster enough? If if I found out that vampire... If I found out that any, Mm -hmm. any supernatural thing actually existed the rest of my life would be spent trying to find every other supernatural thing or mystical thing that might exist yeah because inevitably there would be something there that i want to have a relationship with (laughs) (laughs) you're like i don't know if cryptids exist but if they do i want to get it in (laughs) i will find an elf that will love me (laughs) 
Which, listen, I can relate because this whole book, I've just been like, look, Jacob's such a good little werewolf boy. He don't deserve Bella fucking up his life and being a terrible person. You know who he deserve? Me. <laughs> when Alice? I was 16. No, not Alice. <laughs> Me when I was 16. No, I was a terrible person when I was 16. Maybe maybe give him a couple of years. Nobody deserves anybody in their teens. No. Well, I mean, Brandon and I got together when we were in our teens. You were out of high school, though. That's true. I was going into college. Once you start going into college, like, really in your later teens and on, you start to mm-hmm. advance enough as, an, as a empathetic human being. Yeah. If you lean that way already. Yeah. That you can, like, functionally grow as a person in a relationship. But, uh... A lot of the times people just fuck each other up and hurt each other a lot in in early... And I don't think that's a reason, like... Because that sounds like I would be like, so kids shouldn't date. No. Because I think that's the only way to learn. Yeah. Is to fuck shit up. Oh, yeah, for sure. But it's just a fact that teenagers in relationships generally are fucking awful together. Oh, yeah. I would never, ever discount the uh, veracity and importance of young love because I think loving people when you're young and learning how to properly love people is super important, which is why I love young adult fiction so much because I like love to read stories of young people finding themselves and even finding themselves in other people and, you know, learning how to carry on their lives and grow and stuff like that. Look, I'm sorry. Middle-aged people really aren't that interesting. They're not. And every time I open up like a normal fiction book and it's like about a 43 year old woman who like works at a grocery store I'm just like no offense to anyone over the age of 40 you're wonderful people it's just that's just not where I am in my life and it's not what I like to read about it's like it's the whole concept that by the time you reach your early 20s you've experienced most of the new things you're going to have experienced in your life unless you're the kind of person that's going out and seeking to experience new things so, once you get past characters at a younger age like that, there's there's a lot more rigidity mm-hmm. to the personality yeah, and to what kind of advancement emotionally and mentally the character is going to have. And it's not that you can't find yourself after you exit your teens. That would not be what we're suggesting. It took me until I was 25. Yeah, I was going to say, you didn't (laughs) didn't discover who you truly were until you were in your 20s. Neither did I. But it's just, it's, uh, those are the most formative years of your life and that's when the most growth can happen. So that's when it's it's like, it's the most fascinating time to learn about. Yeah. To read about and and enjoy. Anyway, so... (laughs) This is a really bad YA novel, by the way, because oh, it depicts God. a couple. So not it's not just teenagers who don't act like teenagers. It's teenagers who don't act like human fucking beings. Not only that, but it portrays that portrays their interactions and relationships in such a toxic manner that it's like, no, just don't, just don't read this. I would not recommend any any teenager ever read this unless it's specifically in like a love and relationships class where they're learning about toxic relationships. I've had people that I've started talking to since we started making this podcast that <clears throat> I've been like, yeah, we made this podcast. And they're like, oh, I never read Twilight. I'll need to read it. And I'm, I'm just like, no, don't. Like, you if don't you need to. Listen to the podcast, 
we explain everything in the yeah. books, it's fine. Don't read it. Do not put yourself through it. If you're ever confused because it feels like we've left out some details, I promise you they don't matter. Seriously, they if, don't. If you're listening to this and you have never read Twilight, you're getting the most important bits. The fucked up part is that, like, the first couple episodes were longer specifically because we were trying to fit in the details and yeah. we realized they didn't matter. <laughs> um, but anyway, so to go back to the actual chapter, Bella has another prophetic dream similar to the one she's had, uh, similar to one she's had before about Jacob pulling her through the forest. Literally the exact same dream that she had the previous year after her night on the beach with him. This time the wolf comes out of the woods instead of Edward, sorry, the big like red brown wolf that she saw and like immediately thought about Jacob and did not put the two pieces together at all. Also like, I get forgetting dreams to an extent, but like, I don't have prophetic dreams. Yes. But I have nightmares all the time. Same. And the one, if I wake up and it sticks with me when I wake up, then it sticks with me. Yeah. Especially if I get to a point like that's relevant to that dream, it'll come back. So like the fact that she's just like, nah, don't remember that. Yeah. It's it's so weird because she like gets almost all the way through the dream before she's like, I've had this dream before. And it's like, you mean the dream that you had last year in which you realized that Edward was a vampire? Which, why does she have to keep having these dreams to realize the thing about the person? It's weird. Can't you just think about it on your own? Her own brain is like, you're so stupid. Here's the, like her subconscious is giving her the information because she can't piece it together herself. She is, subconsciously an intelligent, effective human being. Yeah. Because it's what we talked about last time, too, with, like, the Edward being a construct of her subconscious, and so she knows subconsciously all the things that she should think in these bad situations she gets herself into, but she never thinks that. Yeah. So it's like, subconsciously, she's a functional, intelligent human. Consciously, she's a walking fucking disaster of stupidity. It's... (laughs) It's gotten to the point where when she does stupid things or, like, has a stupid moment, I just laugh. It used to bother the shit out of me, but now I'm just like, you know what? Fine. Schrodinger's bell curve. Here's how the Schrodinger's bell curve works. Her conscious mind is on the lower quadrant. Yes. Her unconscious is on the higher quadrant. And... The bell curve portion, the tip of that bell curve, is where the subconscious thoughts have to get to to slide <laughs> into her conscious Schrodinger's mind. bell curve is now a poorly made roller coaster <laughs> that may or may not get all the way to the top of the hill. Most of the time, you hear the loud, it shuts down. You're stuck on the roller coaster for several hours while they bring the engineers out who have to deconstruct pieces of the track so that they can get you down off of the roller coaster. And, you know, Bella's conscious mind at the other end is like, hmm, running a little slow today, huh? Fuck. (laughs) This amusement park needs better technicians. (laughs) So Bella uh, realizes through this dream that Jacob is a werewolf. Um... (laughs) Which I'm not going to keep saying how stupid she is that it took her this long, but it is really stupid. It's so hard not to. So the worst part of this is not that it took her so long. The worst part is that she wakes up screaming horrifically. Like, this bitch 
doesn't know what Stephanie Meyer has not had nightmares. Yeah. Because every time she writes these dreams and Bella wakes up screaming, I'm like, that's not an it's not a nightmare. Yeah. None of that is an, like it might be upsetting or but like none of this is terror in it in, inducing. I could understand if she woke up and it caused her to panic a lot because yeah. it's like the, when the realization builds in your mind because she is the thing about her dreams is like she it's like she borderline lucid dreams because she's like conscious and processing information in her mind while she's having the dream so i can understand if she woke up and was like oh my god but like waking up she was screaming god help charlie because at first i thought he wasn't in the house because he didn't come in to check on her but then we find out that she that he was in the house he just slept through it because he's so used to her waking up screaming at this point which is like how how how? I've woken up screaming twice in my life. Once when I was seven and once this year. <laughs> and how many times have you woken up screaming? It's not horribly uncommon for me. Oh, I, goodness. I, I wake up panicked a lot because I, I have a lot of uh, sleep paralysis. It happens to my mom, too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so I guess I just got it from her or something. I don't know. I don't know how that works. That's but. so, like, I've, because it has only happened, again, twice to me. And it was the first time I ever had sleep paralysis when I was seven. Um, and I didn't know what it was. So I just thought there was a monster in my room. Um, and then I had the same dream over and over again. It was great. Um, but then I, I, it happened earlier this year as well. And so my whole life, I've always thought that it's like super uncommon, but you're saying that it happens. I mean, I don't know how, like, it may be something that I know that at least for the people that have dealt with us when it happens, mm -hmm. they aren't used to it happening. Okay. like... My ex would have to, like, I would wake her up screaming and, like, thrashing around, and she would have to, like, hold me down and, <laughs> and like, talk to me and try oh my and gosh. calm me down. And the same thing has my, and, like, nobody's used to it when they have to deal with it. <laughs> I, I have had, I have thrashed a bit. Like, I've woken up and, like, because I'm so panicked, like, I'm, like arms are waving that once happened once when you actually came home one night from work really late and you woke up your ex who was asleep out in the living room because they she was waiting for you and she screamed like bloody murder <laughs> in the middle of the night and i woke up just like oh my god someone's breaking into the apartment and brandon was like it's okay it's okay <laughs> i remember that because i remember walking it like waking her up at some point and her just screaming and me being like <laughs> Literally just walked into the house. <laughs> so, like, yeah, that's that's one time when I woke up and thrashed. I have thrashed. I have not screamed that much though, which I'm grateful for because I'm I'm very loud. I wake up screaming words a lot. So, and apparently I do talk in my sleep or I'll mumble sometimes. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I talk in my sleep constantly. But like, I'll I'll wake up screaming fuck. <laughs> oh my god. Quite like that's it's generally it's weird. That's exciting. Anyways. So, so, so the worst part of her screaming is that she literally describes how she can't stop screaming. Like, she just keeps screaming, which is like, why? Which, okay, <laughs> to go back to this screaming thing, I 
generally stop immediately once I realize I'm screaming. Yes. Like once I, it, it'll last like a second and then I'll be like, oh, I'm screaming, stop. And then I'll like, I'll have the panic state where I'm like listening, trying to figure out if anybody heard me and it's like worried or scared. And then I'm like, okay, everything's good. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, why, why does it take her so long to stop screaming? So... Now that she's had this revelation, she bolts out of the house to find Jacob, but not before Charlie tells her another hiker went missing. Um, so this is the part where she says, isn't one monster enough? And that's how she explains the reason that she was screaming so much and freaking out. It's not even scary. It's, I think, I think that the reason that Stephanie Meyer wrote it this way is because your expectation would be that she would be like, oh, great werewolves too but stephanie meyer was like you know what i'm gonna subvert that she's gonna be really freaked out but why but why you can't just do it for the sake of subversion and don't tell (laughs) don't tell david benioff (laughs) db weiss about that because um they would disagree with you They're fucking terrible writers. I tweeted the other day that they should not be allowed to work in television or film again unless I am also working in television or film and they are getting me coffee. (laughs) Look, I'm not saying I can write a good script for TV or film, but I can tell you when you're fucking up story progression and characters. (laughs) If they had just, like... Because... We're not getting into Game of Thrones. Okay, 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 okay. We can't. We can't go that deep. Okay, all I'm going to say is they should have just sold the rights to HBO and, like, left. Wouldn't that have been so much better that than what happened? would have been so much better. Right? I can't imagine. <laughs> anyway, so, um, it's really stupid the way she reacts to this. It's really, really stupid. Like, she, when she found out that Edward was a vampire, she knew... That he was a vampire, but also that he wanted to kill her. Jacob is just a wolf. And we'll get to this in a second. She did not react to Edward being a vampire, basically at all. She, like, laid down in bed and was like, he's a vampire, but I love him. So it doesn't matter. Worse than that, she reacted less to her attempted murderer. Yes. James. Uh-huh. She was just like, she literally was like, eh, I feel pretty okay with what's happening here. Like, I'm pretty calm until he like threw her across the room and broke her bones. Yes. But up until like she was shattered, she was pretty okay. So the fact that it's a werewolf is where she draws so, the line. She draws a weird connection here where she's like, okay, Jacob is a werewolf. Their whole gang are werewolves. That means that they're killing all of the people who are disappearing in the woods. Yeah. Which is a whole fucking leap that doesn't really make sense. I mean, I get maybe if she didn't know Jacob and she didn't know what a like ferociously good person he is, maybe thinking like, oh, they're werewolves. I'm the only other mythical creature I know is vampires. And I know that many vampires just kill people because they can't control themselves. Now, my rationale here is the reason that Stephanie Meyer wrote her to believe that Jacob and the gang were killing people is because she needed to not, she needed to react badly to finding out that he was a werewolf. 
if he, she found out that he was a werewolf and she was like, okay, well, there's no bad intentions, so it's okay. Then we wouldn't have this drama of her thinking that he's a killer. And so now she needs to go confront him. And like, now there's going to be this whole mix up where he thinks that she hates him because he's a werewolf, but she thinks that he thinks that she hates him because he's a murderer. Or here's some, here's a way you can keep it in line with everything that has happened in the story already mm-hmm. and Bella's personality and have the exact same drama without her thinking Jacob's a murderer. Sam Woolley's gang has been killing people. Yeah. Jacob has recently been added as a new werewolf. Jacob is a good person. She is now worried about Sam Woolley using Jacob yeah. to murder people as well. And she doesn't want Jacob to get into that life. Yeah. That would be wow. make much more sense. Look, you have almost the same progression. Yeah. And it, it actually makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I think here it also needs... Stephanie Meyer was trying to draw the parallel to when she found out Edward was a vampire. Because if she finds out Edward is a vampire and he, wa- he actively wants to kill and eat her, but then she finds out later that Jacob is a werewolf, but it's all good, then it doesn't have the same kind of tension. And since this book is literally just like mirroring Twilight in so many of those ways... She's like, well, we got to have her have some kind of fear about it, just like she had with Edward. Not that she really even had that much fear with Edward. She was just kind of like, whatever. She literally was always kind of like, if he kills me, he kills me. Which is... Because she's fucking... Which is insane because she knows Jacob. She (laughs) considers Jacob to be her best friend. She didn't know Edward at all like she knew nothing about him she has and she even was like she told Ed she's like you wouldn't hurt me at times of course Jacob's not gonna hurt her if she had anyone that she would have good reason to say you're not gonna hurt me to it's Jacob yeah she said it to (laughs) Edward I think partially just because she wanted it to be true not that it actually is true which it's not because he has hurt her possibly in a way that is worse than actually physically hurting her. Abandonment sucks. Not that I think that physical abuse is in any way better than abandonment. It's just there's different emotions involved. There's... It comes down to the like the I, the concept where physically you can heal, but mentally you can't. Except yes. the problem is that with physical abuse over prolonged periods of time. There is mental. There's there's a mental element. I'm going to say that those two things are just not even comparable. Exactly. I I don't think that there's a way to say which one is worse. They're both just fucking awful. They are. And you shouldn't hurt people. Don't hurt people at all. Or I'm going to come and find you. And hurt you. And hurt you. Physically. Specifically. Physically. Anyway. (laughs) So that's the end of chapter 12. Chapter 13 begins... With Bella going to confront Jacob about turning into a bloodthirsty psychopathic werewolf and to warn him, of course, that people <laughs> are coming to hunt down the bloodthirsty psychopathic werewolves. <laughs> or wolves. Hot, I'm sorry. Uh, mutated wolves. <laughs> um, but she gets to the house and Billy's like... For, Billy tries to like evade her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I think he's out with his friends. And she's like... Charlie's gonna come shoot some wolves. Maybe I should talk to Jacob. He's like, he's asleep. I think he needs his rest. And she's like, mm, 
how about no? And then she like throws open his door, makes some more comments about how he's basically the size of the room. And then <sighs> sees so him terrible. laying there sleeping and she's just like, he's too cute. I'm just gonna let him sleep. I'm okay with the fact that he's a bloodthirsty, psychopathic werewolf. He's just so adorable while he's laying there. Yeah, she and she was even like, she made the resolution in her mind that she was like, even if he is a killer, I'm still going to warn him and I'm still going to basically protect him. Which, I will give it this. I don't actually think that part's crazy because there are plenty of people that if they have someone they care about will do crazy shit to keep that person from harm's way, even if that person is a bad person. Oh, yeah, she later says that about Edward. Literally in chapter 14. So... But... That is the, like, one crazy thing she's done so far that I'm like, nah. Yeah, I completely believe that. I believe it. I don't agree with it. But I believe it. No, but now that I'm thinking about it, if Brandon told me that he killed someone, I'd probably help him out. Exactly. But see, part of it's because... If Brandon killed someone, you would assume that there was a good reason for it, wouldn't you? Yeah. I wouldn't assume that he was just a psychopath. I would assume that it was self-defense or it was a mistake or it was, I don't know, a mis- like some kind, something that in that it did not just make him awful. And that's the thing is a lot of the times people, when faced with that kind of situation, they're like, I know this person. I know they're a good person. Yeah whatever happened it couldn't have been their fault which and i understand once again that plays well into the it's sam Wooley's fault it is all of this really is um because there's no way sam didn't know how close jacob was with bella so there's no way that he didn't know going into it that this was going to be a problem Especially because they know that she was in a relationship with a vampire. We're going to get to that. I'm so... Okay. Literally in this chapter. (laughs) We'll we'll get to it. Holy shit. So she goes down to the beach to wait for Jacob. And she tells Billy to have him meet her there. And I I was thinking when she went there, I was like, wouldn't it be just hilarious if Jacob just fucking left and just never went down to the beach? Oh, yeah. Um, But... He gets there and they have a really awkward conversation just talking around each other the whole time because Bella won't just come out and and say, why are you a psychopathic murderous werewolf? Until Jacob finally being the reasonable person that he is and the only reasonable person in these books is just like, what do you think is going on here? So then he's like, no, we're not killing people. Laurent and Victoria were killing people. Yeah. Laurent's dead. We killed Laurent. We tore him to pieces. Victoria's still trying to get in, and we're hunting her down and trying to keep her out. And Bella's like, oh, no. I know why she's here. He's like, you know why she's here? She's like, I know why she's here. She saw how I was with Alice, and she got jelly. (laughs) And she wanted in on this. <laughs> Unfortunately, um... That's not what happened. That is not what happened. So, she's like, yeah, Victoria's trying to hunt me down. She wants revenge for her, uh, for her murder mate. Um, as they are called. Which is weird. 
think they Nate? should be called lovers. God, no. No, not this conversation again. And it sucks because this is completely irrelevant to the conversation we were already having. And the conversation about Lover happened when we weren't recording. So nobody's going to understand why I'm so upset right now. I'm pretty sure we've had a conversation on this podcast in a previous episode about the fact that you hate the term Lover. I just, it's weird. I know we did. We did? We did. Okay, good. It's odd. It's just, it's weird. If you are Victoria and you have a secret lesbian romance, that is when you have a lover. But when you're in the 21st century, you don't have a lover. You have a romantic partner, a significant other. You have a husband or a wife or a spouse. Excuse me. What? Partner is reserved for the gays and (laughs) the straights can't use them. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, it's not that I think only we should be able to use it. It's that Stephanie Meyer wouldn't allow the straights to use them. <laughs> of course. Continue. So, Jacob's like, yo, I have a meeting with the other, with, with down with the boys. And you gotta, you gotta give us the intel. You gotta give us the scoop. You're coming with me. And he also explains the shit that happened where he had to have her figure it out because of the whole brain wave thing going on. So they can read each other's minds when they're in wolf form. Mm-hmm. And whoever the alpha of the pack is can enforce their will upon the members of the pack. Wolves don't have alphas. The entire alpha beta mentality thing is bullshit based on fake information from bad studies from a long time Mm -hmm. ago. Wolf packs are families of wolves. There's not an alpha. Yeah, they all take care of each other. It's not like there's one who's in charge. If anything, there will be like three. And it's not applicable to humanity either. And they are human wolves. They're werewolves. But alpha still doesn't apply because they're still wolves and they're humans and neither of those things have alphas. Yeah. I've seen uh. I've seen too many too many young adult werewolf stories involve someone being the alpha. And it's almost always like really gross and creepy the way that it's portrayed, but it also just doesn't make sense because alphas don't actually exist. Wolf packs are not like lion prides where there is one who is very much in charge and like handles everything. Make a were lion, then you can have an alpha. (laughs) I actually once wrote a very long Twilight fan fiction that was about um, African were lions. Okay. You just admitted to writing a Twilight fanfiction. I wrote, I once wrote a Maximum Ride Twilight fanfiction mashup. And it's still on the internet. You can find it. And you made fun of my scene hair. (laughs) (laughs) I was probably writing that fanfiction while you had that scene hair. (sighs) Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> during this chapter, they're also talking, because Jacob's like, Bella's like, why didn't you just tell me? He's like, I couldn't tell you, but also like, she's like, well, why'd you have to leave? Why are you, why am I a danger to you? Because she's stupid that she thinks that she's endangering him. And he's like, what? Well, no, I'm a danger to you because I could just pop off at any minute and maul your fucking face. Except he wouldn't. Except, and I said, because I was like, 
I think because once again it's trying to like parallel the relationship with Edward where Edward was like I could kill you I want to kill you but it's like Jacob I honestly believe presents more potential yeah. danger but less actual danger because technically there's the risk of a werewolf popping off mm-hmm. and losing control of their senses but up until Jasper did it at the beginning of this book, all we ever heard about was Edward being like, what if I just, like, get really hungry? Yeah. So we didn't have any grounds to base his, what if I just kill you anyways, thing on. Yeah. There was no stakes. It was just like, no, you'll just not do it. The, 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 the disposition here is also that... Jacob doesn't have any part of him that actively wants to hurt Bella. No. But Edward had a very large part of him that just wanted to eat Bella. And he admitted it multiple times. And, like, there was literally the scene where they were driving out to the meadow. Driving out to the place where they would hike to the meadow. why didn't you tell anybody? And he's like, so you didn't tell anybody. So now I have no motivation to not bring you back. Well, like, aside from you liking me alive. <laughs> yeah. And that's and that's the thing is, like, Edward, at every single step, was fighting the very real desire to kill Bella. But Jacob is just like, but what if I get really mad? And it's like, you're, you're Jacob. Like, what do you mean, what if you get really mad? I haven't seen you mad a single time this he, entire fucking book. No, we did. Literally the only time we saw him mad was when he couldn't tell her the yeah. truth. Yeah. Which is such an, a fucking wholesome reason to be pissed as fuck. That he was just like, I want to tell you that I want to be honest with you. Ugh. Oh, and uh, when he was angry about Sam Uli because he was worried about his friends. Oh, yeah. And then he kicked a little, he like gave it a little kick to a tree. Like literally every time it's he's been angry, it's because <laughs> he's worried about the people close to him. He's like, it's, it's the only guy. It's so funny because he reminds me a lot of like Steve Rogers, Captain America in the MCU specifically because he's just like such a good boy all the time and like the only time you ever saw Cap get mad pre like Civil War and Infinity War and stuff was when he like ripped that log in half in Age of Ultron and like every woman in the theater felt her uterus like clench really hard but it's like so oh my god Jacob like kicked a little my uterus didn't clench you don't have a uterus Fuck. <laughs> you also didn't know you were a woman when Age of Ultron came out. I also don't like men. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's probably the biggest part of that, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but it's like, oh, it's like, oh, no, Cap, like, ripped a log in half. And, like, every man in the audience is like, mm, it's not that cool. And every woman is like, huh. Every woman who likes men. To be fair, if a attractive female person ripped, ripped a, a log, log in half, half, I would be like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Have I ever told you, this is going to be great for the podcast, about when we went to go see Captain America's Civil War, and there's that part where Cap is holding on to the building, and he's holding on to the helicopter, and he's, like, bulging out of his fucking clothes, and we were sitting in the theater, and other than the sound of the movie, obviously there was no other sound, and I just went, ugh, (laughs) like, in the middle of this fucking movie, and Brandon has never let me live it down. It was a very good part, but that's how I imagine, like, Jacob being mad. It's like, oh, no, Jacob kicked a tree. <laughs> like, oh, no, Cap ripped a 
log in half. Oh no, Jacob kicked a tree. What's he gonna do next? Ed, Ed is, as uh, Iron Man, just walks in, points at him, laughs. <laughs> no. You will not compare Edward Cullen to Tony Stark. I will not let you. Just in the asshole demeanor way. But Tony Stark's <laughs> actually a great human being. It's we were Brandon and I were talking about this because he's playing the new Avengers game. They dropped him being an asshole after Iron Man 2, which was before the MCU even like existed. Because Iron Man 1 was then followed by Iron Man 2, and then the first other like movies came out. So they were like, alright, we've got this asshole set up. Oh no, people like him. Oh fuck, we have to make him nice. Wait, why do people like him if he's an asshole? <laughs> it's because he had this charisma about him and everybody was like, he's not really a bad person. You can be an asshole if you're not actually an asshole. But you see, Edward Cullen, is we're going to bring it back asshole. around, is an asshole. You know who's not an asshole? is Robert Pattinson. And I... I'm so looking forward to him as Batman. It's going to be so good. Laughing my ass off every time I see something that Robert Pattinson is like a normal person has said or yes. done. <laughs> Not like aside from his like hating of of Twilight and the whole series that he was an integral part of, he is famous as having this woman who was stalking him. And oh, so one night story. he finally, he, she like was at his, like outside his apartment building like every single fucking day. And so one night he, he walked outside and he was like, all right, let's go get dinner. And then he just like complained about his life through like all of dinner and she never talked to him again. And it's like, oh my God, can you imagine being such an eccentric weirdo that you scare off a woman who has been harassing and stalking you for months by taking her on a date? That's so impressive. Honestly. I know. I want to know. I like. I want transcripts of what happened on that date because I w I can't imagine. I bet they exist. She's a stalker. She was probably recording the oh whole thing. Oh my god! I bet you she has the records. If you are listening to this podcast and you are the woman who stalked Robert Pattinson until he took you on a date, please call me. I don't. I'm not going to give you my phone number, but you're a stalker, so you'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> we know how you are. Okay, so that's the end of chapter. 13. Chapter 14. Uh, Jacob and Bella go to meet the rest of the pack. This is the cringiest scene. This is so fucking so cringy. Bad. It's really, really bad. It's like, it's, it is the epitome of like fake teenage angst where like everything is dialed up to 10 and everybody snaps on the like drop of a hat. Like it literally it's, reminds me. And the me, whole theater stood up and clapped. <laughs> it literally reminds me of the fan fiction I used to write where it was like someone would make a snide remark and the other person would like throw a knife at them or something like that. Like it's absolutely absolutely insane how much this escalates but she wanted to be dramatic and show us the woofs so paul gets so hilariously angry that he transforms and jacob transforms in defense of bella and what got me so much was the line that paul said right before he transforms because paul like makes a move towards bella and then jacob like gets between them right and so paul is like oh yeah defend her which is so fucking cringy because of course he's going to defend her. She is his friend and you might rip her apart. That's why I was like wondering, I was like, wait, why would he not protect the normal human from the wolf trying to kill them? It's absolutely insane. Even if it wasn't Bella, if it was just a random what? person, I would expect him to protect them. Like, are we supposed to just let you kill random people now I... because you're in the past? So I think the... 
bigger issue here would be that Bella, for them, is just an association with vampires or leeches, as they call them, or bloodsuckers or whatever, which is really fucking annoying. Um, but Embry and the other one, because I couldn't remember what his Quill? name is. No, or the other werewolf. The other werewolf. Oh God, I don't remember. <laughs> don't remember what his name is. Sam, Paul, Embry, and Jacob's all I remember. Yeah, and then there's like a third, there's like a last one who's like Paul's friend. Anyways. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, they take Bella to quote unquote Emily's place and Bella meets Emily and Emily is this one. Oh, she walks in and she's like first, she just sees like one side of her face and she does another gay thing where she's like talking about how she's like breathtakingly beautiful and then Emily turns and Bella sees that the entire left side of her face has been completely mangled and she has long scars running down her face neck and into like the line of her shirt and all the way down to the back of her hand and um I either Embry or the other one tells Bella that those scars are from a time when Sam lost his temper um, and that he she shouldn't stare and that Sam is really sensitive about it. Um, we should specify that Emily is Sam's fiance. Yes. <laughs> Sam is Emily's fiance. And, um, okay. So, I understand that sometimes people make mistakes in a relationship and sometimes people lash out at each other in a relationship. Sam almost murdered Emily by completely mang like mangling her. She is fucked up. Her whole, like one side of her face, she can't even smile. Which is different from like if a person, another person did it. Cause like, if I tried to mangle somebody, I would have to put real effort in. Yes. This was a snap thing because he's a supernatural creature. Mm -hmm. But it still would be absolutely, like, I can't yeah. imagine having that happen and then still being comfortable around the person that did it. Even yes. if I knew that, like, what they'd done was... Yes. Now. The result of their... <laughs> I have a few points. Um, so they try to rationalize it by saying, hey, he's sensitive about it. He regrets it. Oh, ooh. B, they make them overly lovey-dovey to each other. Like, Bella's literally like, the love in the room is suffocating. <clears throat> Whatever. Fuck you. And then they also, like, I don't, they just try to rationalize it by saying, like, oh, he was the only werewolf here. So, like, he didn't have anyone around to, like, help him out and stuff. But he was an adult. Or I guess maybe not an adult. He was probably still a teenager. But he still could make the conscious decision to like not be around someone if you think that you losing your temper could kill them. I will, I took it as he might have jet like he didn't realize that that was something that could happen. Like I really don't hold it against him because we don't. It's Smire. She's it's like she's tr I always <laughs> I the thing is like ever even when I was twelve and I was reading this I was like this is awful. I like. For me, it's more of a, I don't understand how she was comfortable staying. 
Yeah. I can understand how it could have happened and how he would regret it and how it was an accident. But they but literally... I don't understand how they stayed together. What gets me is them being like, don't stare at her. Sam is sensitive about it. What about her? What, yeah, what, is she is sensitive she about sensitive? it? <laughs> like, okay, so they talk about imprinting later on in the series and how once a werewolf like imprints on somebody they can never like have another person in their life who is as important to them as that person was and sam imprinted on emily and so the the concept is like even if they didn't want to be together anymore you know they basically have no choice because he imprinted on her well she has a choice right? yeah she does it's just i mean how could she get away from him which almost would be more interesting if there was a story about a werewolf in the pack mm-hmm. that had imprinted and had to live with the fact that they would never have a mate because the person they imprinted with didn't want to be with them because they mangled them. Well, do you remember who Jacob imprints yeah, on? I remember. Okay. <laughs> I remember how fucked up that is. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. That's two books away. And they, they talk, they, they literally even mention that sometimes people imprint on kids and stuff and it's like this is awful and it's and she's they try to rationalize it by being like well it's not always a romantic thing sometimes it's just like oh this is the most important person in my life thing but conveniently it's always men imprinting on women or women imprinting on men where are my female werewolves at wouldn't it be wonderful well you'll get to we'll get to leah i don't know if she's even in this book but i know she's in the next one um i okay wouldn't it be such a more interesting story if the story was focused on a male member of the pack who suddenly imprinted on a man living in the village and then he had to grapple with the fact that he didn't know he was gay until he had this magical because like they literally describe it as being a you know when it happens like wouldn't that be such a more interesting story i mean the mormons would hate it but damn That'd be great. That would be great. And him having to, like, hide it from his friends because they know. I mean, you gotta know when someone imprints on someone because it's super obvious. Well, they can't hide their thoughts. They can't hide their thoughts. Ooh, ooh, Stephanie Meyer, please. I am begging you to write that story. It's such a good story idea. Look, if it's more comfortable for you to write about lesbians, do it. I would enjoy that. Um, Wait, no, I wouldn't because it would be Stephanie Meyer writing it. Don't do it. (laughs) The best part of us recording like this is sometimes we will make eye contact with the microphone. (laughs) Like we're staring into it. Um, So Paul, Sam, and Jacob make it back to Emily's and everything is fine. Jacob tells Bella werewolves heal really fast, which is cool. Um, Sam and Emily act all lovey-dovey, which somehow disturbs Bella more than the horrific scar Emily has on her face and arm. That was weird. Mm Mm-hmm. It's because she doesn't want to be around people who are in love because she doesn't get to be in love anymore, even though she was never in love in the first place. They never were, like... I don't know. It's like the the love that's radiating off of Emily and Sam. I would never believe Bella and Edward had anything like that. I just wish I was in the room with Emily and Sam so I could just sit in the corner and just put my hands over my mouth and go, <laughs> And have them look at you like, what the, f- who is this? Um, the gang strategizes about how to catch Victoria and decide that Bella needs to, to hang out in La Push as much as possible. She then goes home and tells Charlie everything is A-OK. Bella, <laughs> I made a note that says, Bella, 
deciding she'd still love Edward if he were a murderer is so boring and played out. We already knew you would, you dumb bitch. She already is. Yeah. He's already a murderer. She told him, and she was like, she even tries to say like, well, he only ever killed bad people. And it's like, that doesn't change the fact that he killed people. And I, I understand there is, sorry, we even talked about this in the first book because we were talking about how it's not even necessarily a bad thing that he killed people that were going to commit heinous crimes. He's literally the perfect minority report. Um... But it doesn't change the fact that he killed people. And there is a difference between killing innocent hikers and killing people that you know are going to commit heinous crimes. But her just being like, I decided that even if Edward killed people, I would still love him. We know. We expect You've already said that. You've already done it. Like, you even said that even if he was going to kill you, you would still love him. So it's okay. You don't need to tell us. But that's the end of chapter 14. Bella be spending spring break at La Push. <laughs> Hell yeah, let's go to La Push for spring, spring break. Spring break on the res. So uh, Jacob finds out about James and what actually happened to Bella during the previous spring break down in the Phoenix. Which they zone. never told us was actually spring break in the first book. I, they- thought, it, I thought it did. I don't remember that at all. About I don't remember her mentioning that they that it was spring break. I think that was why, because she was like, it's perfect timing for us to leave because it's spring break. Hmm. I'm wrong. Anyway, so, <laughs> so she like he tells she tells him about that, and he's like, tell me about something else. And she's like, here's the deets on the Cullens. And uh then she starts doing the holdy chest thing again to cover up the hole. Mm-hmm. Cover up that deep, dark, shattered hole in her chest. I'm and not saying that's bad imagery. Like, it's not bad to say that there is a, that you feel like there is a hole in your chest. But It's bad in this book. Yes, it is bad. <laughs> she even later, she earlier on actually does a pretty decent job of explaining that she thought that Jacob was filling the hole in her chest where Edward left but then when she realized that Jacob might not be in her life anymore he left a completely different hole in her chest I'm just imagining there's like she takes off her shirt and there's just a little oval cut out with Edward's <laughs> head in it and slowly slowly Jacob's head starts drifting into the into the frame and pushing out Edward's head from the hole <laughs> oh my god just continue anyways so she's like, it hurt. He's like, why are you, why do you always do that? She's like, it hurts me to talk about them. And him being a good person is like, okay, don't talk to me about them anymore. You don't, I'm not going to ask you to say anything about them again. If it upsets you this much, I don't want you to be yeah. upset and hurt. So then she talks about, it. she spends some time with Emily, but she has to leave because she can't stand being with Emily and Sam alone because as long as there's other people around, it, like, diffuses the love. But if it's just her around, then she's the, like, sole recipient of the love energy they exude and she just can't deal with it. Personally, I think she should stay just to learn. But (laughs) then... Jacob tells Bella that he'll be taking the next day off because he feels bad for leaving her alone all the time. And so they're going to go cliff diving. Dun, dun, dun. Good. Now, we draw another parallel in this section because Jacob tell 
finds out about the whole James thing and he gets upset yeah. about the James thing and he starts shaking a little bit maybe maybe a little turn a little woofer on us and then Bella's like calm down he's like just tell me talk to me about anything else yeah just say something else. and it like harkens back to the section in the first book when when Ed saved her from the rapes yeah and I'm just like I'm not even sure sometimes if it's an intentional thing on Smyre's part or if it's like she just thinks that men act that way in general. (laughs) I've, um, as someone who's been in a relationship with a man for six years, no, I don't think we've ever had something like that happen. I mean, he is, he's occasionally said like, hey, can we change the subject? But that's that's a a human thing. thing. That's not just like a dude thing. This book really, in so many ways, goes to just mirror her relationship with Edward through her relationship why with Jacob. Ed is a piece of shit. And it, yeah, it just it it makes it so clear so often that Jacob is just better because he does everything with so much more grace and kindness. That's the thing is like during the scene is when he sees that she's upset, he's a kind, compassionate human yeah. about it. Ed was never that nice to her mm-hmm. anytime she was upset. He acted like a condescending, arrogant prick. Yes. Every time and acted like it was her fault. Like, just even point to the first, one of the first scenes in the book when she was upset that he said that he would kill himself if anything happened and he was to like, her. Are you thinking stupid? And he was like, Well, you don't expect me to live without you, do you? And she was like, yeah, yeah. I don't expect you to kill yourself just because something happens to me. And he just, like, treated her, like, he co- condescended her and then, like, very clearly did not respect what she wanted. As we see later in the book. when he feelings. When he tries to kill himself because he thinks she's dead. Literally, he does the thing that she said very specifically, please don't do this. But anyway, we're not there yet. Mm. So, unfortunately, the next day, the Woofers have found a fresh tail trail. Fresh tail. <laughs> tail trail. Tail trail. Uh, Victoria is the tail. <laughs> Hell yeah, she is. Um, so Jacob has to leave anyways, and he leaves. And uh, Bella's all like, oh, but what if he goes down? Mm-hmm. And Billy's like, it's like what we do. Yeah. Or people turn into wolves and hunt down. Like, that's our thing. Yeah. <laughs> They're fine. So then she goes down to the beach, and she's like, I hate this beach. I've been at this beach so many times. Fuck this beach. I'm going to go cliff diving by myself, because I'm a fucking genius. Oh, my God. She has no idea what she's doing. She can't see, because the water is too dark. And she gets caught in the currents. No shit. And flung around until she's about to drown. And that's when the chapter ends. So first of all, she's on the beach when she thinks of going cliff diving. And she looks out at the ocean and she's talking about the fact that the ocean is getting progressively rougher. Yeah. As she's like watching it. And And the waves are getting bigger. And it's about to rain. So it's just like, okay, so that's a bad time to jump in the ocean. Another bad time to jump in the ocean is when it's about to rain and you won't be able to see. And when there's no one else around you to help you if something happens. Do not jump off a fucking cliff 
into a giant water <laughs> body thing without help when you've never jumped off of a cliff into a giant water body of help. <laughs> of help. I don't know. I, like, this goes beyond... Like, the adrenaline adrenaline rush dumb shit she's done up into this point into just full-on incoherent thought territory where I can't even comprehend how she thought this was going to end better than it did. Especially when she couldn't find the path to the lower cliff and was like, well, I want to drop jump from the top cliff anyways. And I'm just like, eh! You don't know what you're doing. You have no idea what you're doing. She literally, like, the first time she saw people doing this, she was horrified by it. And and then as soon as Jacob was like, it's fine, they're just cliff diving. Now she's suddenly like, this is the best thing that you could possibly do. And also, it's a cliff. There are generally rock outcroppings beneath. So if she went cliff diving with somebody, they might be like, hey jump this way, yeah. jump here, don't jump there. So if she just jumps off blindly, she could very well just splat on a rock yeah. in, the, in the water. Like, what the fuck? Because looking down at the water, I know this because I was just playing Dragon Age the other day, and I jumped off a cliff thinking I was going to land in a very deep pool, because when you look down at some water, even video game water, sometimes it just looks like a solid body of water, but really it's only three feet deep, and then your character is in a lot of pain, and then you have to use your last healing potion, and you're not near any camps to go refill all your healing potions. But the point is... And especially when it's already dark and rainy. Yeah, you when you look at a body of water, you honestly have no way of knowing how deep it is. A better example is there is a park near us where we like to go to play Pokemon Go, and there's a little pond there, um, and looking at it, you look out at it, and you're like, oh, that looks like... it's Because it's pretty big. Um... You could, you would probably think that it gets pretty deep in the middle. It's only like five feet deep, but it, but so you have no way of knowing. You would think that if you dropped from really high up, you could like dive into that water because of how big the water is and because it's dark. But you can't because it's not that deep, and so you're gonna die if you jump into it. It's almost like you shouldn't just jump off of cliffs without knowing what you're doing. Exactly. You made a note about the things that... Ed's lines are so fucking cringy. <laughs> it's really bad. Now, when I was reading it, what I was thinking was, if this story were to be written properly and give us the ending that we truly deserve, um, of Bella realizing that Edward is never coming back and her deciding that she's going to try to be happy with Jacob, um, it, those lines would have been the moment when the talking in her head morphed into Jacob talking to her. Because my first thought was Edward would never beg Bella to do anything. No. I would completely believe the lines from from, from Jacob. Jacob if 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 she was like hearing it and she was like hoping that she was gonna hear Edward, but then for some reason she heard Jacob instead. Literally a repeat of his lines from the night when she found out that he was a werewolf. When he was like, Please, Bella, please, I need you to figure this out. And so if it was literally just mirroring that, because she's literally heard him begging her for something. And so hearing him being like, please, Bella, you have to hold on. Like, you you can't give up. Please, you have to keep swimming. That would have been such a better progression because that's when she realizes that the person who would really want her to keep going is someone who didn't abandon her. Like, 
Jacob had something almost more difficult than what Edward had because he physically could not be honest with her about what was going on with him, but he still tried to push through it because he cares so much about her. Rather than what happened with Edward where he realized that she would be in danger, so he just left. Edward is not that he cares about her safety. In terms of, right, like... The intent is that he cares about her safety. Yes. But from just context clues from reading it, mm-hmm. he doesn't care about her safety. He cares about not being responsible for her harm. Exactly. He doesn't want to have to know that he was the reason she ended up hurt. If she ends up if she ended up hurt another way, yeah. I don't think it would really matter. And I will say as someone who one of my biggest fears in life um, truly, is that I will be the reason that one of my loved ones is hurt or killed. Um, I still would be extremely fucking upset if someone got hurt. So, like, in this case, if, if someone got hurt, if someone I loved just got hurt randomly. So in this case, Edward is faced with the idea that he could be the reason that she is hurt. So he leaves. But what he's neglecting to take count of is Victoria and Laurent, while... Well, I guess not Laurent at the time because they didn't know that he was going to wind up being a baddie. But Victoria is still out there and could still kill her. Anything could still come and kill her because he knows that other vampires exist. He's only protecting her from him. He's not protecting her from anything else. He's giving the illusion of safety to himself. Yes, because in his mind, he is her greatest threat. But he's had to save her life from several other things that were not him. And she is... And he has not been the greatest threat. Yes. And to top it all off, he has a very, very simple solution to this problem of vampires being a threat to Bella. And that is... To turn her into a fucking vampire. (laughs) Yes. And And he also has a velvety voice. Yes. (laughs) And then she would never be in danger of vampires again. I mean, in theory, yes, she would, because if she got into a fight with one, they might try to tear her apart. But But it's almost like that's how fighting things work in general. However, she's not at risk of them because she's human and because they want to kill her because of who she is. You know? Because once she becomes a vampire, and we'll find this... I, I don't know. No, they'll probably talk about it in Eclipse. But... Young vampires, like the for the fresh ones, are the strongest vampires that exist. Because when you're fresh off the presses, for some reason, you're like brutally strong. So it, once she becomes a vampire, Victoria is not a threat anymore because she'll just rip her apart. So like, Edward has the solution. He has the ability to help her, but he doesn't do anything about it. Jacob barely has a solution, has to pry the solution out of Bella's foggy, stupid memory. But he still tries. Like, he still does everything he can to try and ensure that she does not have to be hurt by him. Or that she doesn't have to live without him because he knows that she doesn't like to be abandoned. It's within hours of them having this conversation in the woods that he shows up at her house and is like, I'm so sorry. And you know what? Ed pulled in Bella to the family and was like, fuck you guys, you're protecting her. Yeah. And I didn't believe it. Yeah. Jacob pulls Bella in front of the pack and is like, we know that she's the one in danger. That's why Victoria's here. Fuck you. We're protecting her. And I'm like, yeah, 
Yeah. I completely believe that. <laughs> Every context clue that you have leading up to this point tells you that Jacob would want to protect her. Just on the fact that he's a good person. That he is an outwardly, even if he didn't know her, he would probably still want to protect her. Even if Bella was like, oh my God, she's here because of Jessica or something like that. Jessica. Jessica. <laughs> Even if that was the reason, he would still be like, "We need to find, a, we need to find a way to hang out with Jessica all the time." We need to get Jessica. <laughs> also, hold on, hold on, fucking backtrack. Yes. Because we missed a part in these chapters that I forgot to touch on. Yes. And that's the fact that he follows Bella to work one day to make sure she gets there safely, and Mike sees him. Oh my god. And he's like, you know. That he's in love with you, right? And she's like, yeah, I... He knows that I don't feel the same. And he's like, women are bitches. <laughs> yeah, he's basically just like, ugh, women. Like, and the thing is, like, Jacob is totally fine with it. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, on the one hand, being up close and personal with their relationship, like, I'm kind of like, what the fuck, Bella? Sometimes. Yeah. But at least she's been clear about that much. And Mike, I'm just like, why, why are you yeah. ruining Mike? Because that's such a fucking yeah, incel bullshit thing to say. Why are you making Mike into Eric? I don't know. It it's almost like Eric sucked too much, so she needed to like. She hasn't talked about Eric at all this book, but so she has to still have the kind of sucky boy. So she's like, okay, I'll just like suck Mike down a little bit. I wish Mike's character in this book was Eric. Yeah, I wish all like, of the things that Mike has done were Eric doing them. Because then I'd be like, well, yeah, that's fucking in line with Eric. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, oh my god. Oh, okay, so we're going to see later that Jacob basically becomes really upset and frustrated when Edward comes back and Bella just kind of, like, runs into his arms and, like, basically forgets everything that ever happened. And, you know... I'm going to say this now because the re one of the main reasons that we started this podcast was because of a rant I went on about Jacob's characterization in Eclipse and that he is completely out of line with the character that we know him to be when he behaves a certain way in Eclipse. And I will still stand by the fact that him kissing her against her will does go completely against his character. However, him being like grumpy and like sad that Edward came back and Bella ran back to him immediately makes total fucking sense. Not even because like I want to be with Bella, but because like I could definitely see him sitting there going, Bella, what the fuck is wrong with you? This guy's a dick. Yes. As somebody that just cares about you in general, why? Jacob genuinely loves Bella. Like, he actually has love in his heart for Bella. And that is something that I would never believe of Edward because of the way that he behaves towards her. Well, he doesn't even have a heart. He doesn't. He's a right. leech. You're shut up. So, God, we didn't even hit on that. It's really fucking annoying that they call them leeches and bloodsuckers. It's annoying. Even if they don't like them, it's just gross and annoying. Just call them vampires. Please just call them vampires. I get it. I know. Listen, Vamps. Even in my own writing, I love to have a little bit of werewolf and vampire, uh, like, collision. Because it's just a great classic trope of, like, horror fiction is just that vampires and werewolves. I want, I want vampires and werewolves that fuck. 
that's a great idea. Um, <laughs> but it, so it's like, it's, it's a lovely little aspect of it. Just like, this is a classic. Everybody knows that werewolves and vampires hate each other, but it's the way you're portraying it is so cringy and stupid. Hate fuck. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, if someone that I cared about very much had an ex who abandoned them and, uh, <laughs> Then I helped them get over that. And then as soon as the ex came back into their life, they ran off with them. And then I never got to see them anymore because they were hanging out with their ex love all the time. I would be really pissed off as well. I can understand that. I'm glad you do. But that is the end of chapter 15. Um... Next episode, we're going to be doing chapters 16. We're going to find out if Bella lives. I hope she doesn't. (laughs) You hope she doesn't? We've got two more books to read. You know that she does. All from Jacob's perspective. Actually, we've got three more books to read. Plus, like, a fourth one if we decide to read the gender-bent version of We're not fucking reading it. I'm saying that now. But it could be good. What if it's great? It could be, like, a special episode that we do. We read the whole book. And we, and we just give some episode. thoughts. I would love that because I am not sitting through <laughs> gender bent. Pro- I'm not gonna sit through Twilight, then sit through Twilight the Edward story, and then sit through Twilight the gender bent story. Yeah. So I mean, literally, the gender bent version is just Stephanie Meyer basically addressing all of the shit from the first book because she's like, you know what, you guys are right. This sucks. But um, follow us on Twitter. At 2020 Twilight Pod, M is at M of Many Names, and I am at Sarah S. Wilton. Uh, we tweet a lot. About things. <laughs> I tweet about wanting to die and my writing. <laughs> and I tweet about wanting to die and other people's writing. Yesterday, I made multiple tweets about mortgage payments, and I don't own a home. So, you know, if that tells you where I'm going in my life, it was mostly about student loans, because I do have a lot of those. I feel like me tweeting about men's abs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for this episode. Uh, I want to say a big thank you to Kyle <laughs> over at uh, the King Falls AM family because we recently had a little zoom conversation and there were a bunch of people on the zoom call and they were all really supportive and nice and then they all followed and started listening to the podcast so i'm really grateful for that because that was really nice thanks guys king's falls is beating out sweden now king falls king falls is beating out sweden now (laughs) yeah wouldn't it be fucking hilarious because we have we we have the metrics of like who's listening from where in the world if King Falls, if King just Falls was just <laughs> I was gonna say if King Falls was actually on there even though it doesn't exist oh my god do you want to come say hi <laughs> my husband just walked in he's staring at me okay he ran away he doesn't want to come say hi We're going to cut this bit out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bye.